Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular West Coast, Best Coast co-host. We've got Sublime Manic. It's true. PNW today, too. It is. Yeah. It really is. It really is. I mean, that's where half of us are, but... <laughs> yeah. We, well, I'll be there in a couple of weeks, but that's a completely oh. different story. Yeah, yeah. But yes, uh, and then we've also got Linian, as you can all hear. Well, Yeah, welcome to the Puckle Podcast, where we talk everything from Pokemon, from the Pokemon training card game to the Pokemon video game and everything in between. Puckle, of course, stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. I don't know why you say we. Uh, because I like to spread the blame <laughs> when it's all my fault. That's the correct answer, right? It's like, I didn't come up with that. You came up with that. That's you. As a true leader, I share all things with you. Ah, you right? are a, yeah, an example to li- live by. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sharing I'm sharing my credit, right? I'm giving you all credit for my bad ideas as well as my good ideas. <laughs> it works both ways, yeah. We're just stuck with the branding now, right? We're just stuck with the branding. Or maybe like episode 600, that's when we like decide to call the podcast something real. Right, instead of nonsensical <laughs> Pokemon Underground Champions League, or we get yelled at by the People's Union of Civil Liberties. Uh, yeah, that's only plus. Uh, every time I get yes. accidentally confused on Twitter, it's it's the best. No, it's actually really like my favorite thing is sometimes people will tag the People's Union of Civil Liberties, and I know this sounds like a little bad, but like when they like tag us, and they're obviously not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Like, as they're tagging everything, you know, People's Union of Civil Liberties, they're just, like, clicking everything. And these are obviously the people that aren't properly tagging the People's Union of Civil Liberties, because they're just, like, clicking and, like, tagging, like, 10 or 12 different organizations just by typing Puckle into the bar. <laughs> and then we just get we just get grouped in, and it's very confusing. <laughs> it's very confusing, because I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> But they do it every once in a while. Every once in a while. But yeah, how have you guys been? This show is about you today, so we will uh we'll get to you like more on a personal level later. But <laughs> I I do I do want to know how you guys have been. I'm sick. Oh no. I'm, I'm sick. Yeah, I've been sick for about a week now. Oh no. Is it it's like terrible? I think it's just a really bad cold. Okay. I hope it's nothing terrible. I mean, you say, I guess you're up enough to like do the podcast. I'm going to the doctor tomorrow, so yeah. That's good. If That's this good. podcast comes out with an in memoriam, just uh, yeah, yeah. no, it was it wasn't great. But never forget me. I'm gonna do that yeah, one song that's in all the dog commercials. 
in the background. The arms of oh, an no. angel. Oh, yeah, yeah, in the arms yeah. of an angel. Yeah. Right, and I, I think we're gonna have Claude sing it. <laughs> you know what? Get everybody. Make it like a choir. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. You guys have heard it here. It's uh, Sublime's last, uh, last will and testament. If I die, I want a full or like everything. Go all out. Yeah. Okay, we'll go all out. I mean, within the budget, right? So sure, sure we can sure. we can hire like a fourth grader on the recorder or something, and it'll work out pretty well. People play instruments. Uh, they do, they do. Um, can we afford them? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we we got talented people. You know what, Lydian? Don't you play piano? N- not well. I kind of <laughs> sort of can. Given enough time, so, yeah. yeah. Just ask the buckle people what they can play. We can yeah, make it work. I, if we could all pick up the recorder, I think in a weekend, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Lydian? Anything, anything fun that doesn't include uh, your last will and testament? Uh, well, I mean that throws it right out. <laughs> uh, no, I've been. We've been starting a new Puckle PTU campaign, which is fun. But I yeah, forgot yeah. how much DMing is takes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a lot. It's a I lot. I am so glad to pass it back. <laughs> it is a lot. There have been a couple weekends like, yeah, I've got some things I can do, and then, oh, no, I've got an encounter to do. All right, that's Friday. All right. Yeah. Yep, got to get that finished out. <laughs> yeah, I I totally get it. Actually, that's what I was working on today. It's, so today's Thursday for Emily View at Home because I have to go and visit my parents this weekend. I say have to like it's a chore a little bit. But I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go see my parents this weekend. So we didn't have time to record on the normal Saturday slot because uh, where my parents live on a farm, uh, they refused to purchase better internet. And I think last time I checked, their speed was like three megabytes down. And <sighs> I don't know how. I don't, even, I don't even know how you can purchase that kind of internet nowadays. I'm going to be completely honest with you. <laughs> I didn't even know that was still... People are suffering. Yeah, I didn't know that you could... Da- like, the FTC, like... They even, they so like they have a low bar for what broadband internet access is, and that is ten megabytes per second. And my parents don't even have that, and it's it's kind of frustrating. Well, you know, if you have low expectations, you'll never be disappointed. Yeah, that, well, mm-hmm. I just I just expect to just have zero internet access throughout the weekend. That is my full anticipation, unless I go into town, and then I will have cell phone reception again. It is absolutely a time to, like, not have uh, any kind of reset. Like, you're just cut off from the world, which is kind of nice some days. It sounds (laughs) like it would be nice for a vacation. For a vacation, exactly. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I think I'd crack. I don't think I'd make it. I can do it. I'm going to bring some books. I've been really getting into uh, the the Stormlight's archive, so... I'm so glad to hear you say yeah. that, Thatch. Oh, no. yeah. We'll talk. Oh, no. uh, yeah, oh, no. I've been getting into it, so I'll just, like, I'll bring a couple books. I'm pretty close to being done with Way of Kings. Uh, and then I'll just bring Words of Radiance with me. I finished uh, House of Leaves, and that book is excellent. Oh, that is all- dark, isn't it? Yes, there were moments I just kind of wow. sat there and, the, uh, and let the ennui take me. Excellent I book. I love that for, for you. For yes. Excellent book. <laughs> book for the adults who listen to the show kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. very dark it's a horror book yeah like no. yeah no 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 and yet the yeah. horror was the part that affected me the least uh <laughs> yeah no i've just been really i've been really bad the past few years and part of it a part of it i think is the adhd but like reading books but every once in a while after like there's an there's like an hurdle that i have to get over like once i get over the hurdle i'm good i've tried starting the mm-hmm. way of kings like three different times 
and I could just never get over the hurdle. And then I don't know what happened this time, but it like worked. I found a very healthy way to combine uh, the audiobook and my reading the book so that I, I do it at a good pace. Okay, but the audiobook is great. The audiobook is really good. Uh, the, the trick is to, to, if you make it through the, the pro, if you make it through the prelude, something that the book shouldn't have, I'm gonna say it. I love these books and I hate that, that if you get through that, yeah. it's usually fine. No, I got through the prelude. The problem, I would get stuck around like chapter nine. I have no idea what happens in chapter nine, but sure. Yeah, I mean, this isn't really spoilers because nothing happens very early on. I mean, I would, I would argue nothing happens for really the first half of the book, but. No, plenty happens. It just, yeah. Anyway, yeah, a lot of things happen, but they're probably explained later on or something. It's just, it's very sure, like yeah. it, anyway. it, it. It definitely drags. It feels like it drags upon an initial reading. Fair enough. So, like, I'd always get stuck. I would always get stuck up to the point where, like, also, I think, um, I think in the way of kings, up until maybe part three, the Shalon mm-hmm. chapters are just very boring. They grind. Interesting. Yeah, no, they are very uninteresting. Uh, she gets good in later books, but I'm right yeah. with you. Book one, yeah. she's just like, okay, cool, some world building. I don't. It's care. very dry. It's very dry, and I don't care. And so that's really hard in the first, the, like part one, when you're just trying to get into it, and like you're getting like the Kaladin stuff, and it's really cool. It's very interesting. And then when you get to when you get to the Shalon stuff, it just really drags. And going back and forth, I like I understand why it's done, especially when you get to the near the end of the book. Like, it definitely mm-hmm. picks up, and you're just like, oh, I understand what's going on. The thing is, like, I'm on page, like, 900 out of 1,200 or whatever. <laughs> These books are massive, for those of you who don't know. And I'm sitting here like, wow, this was a lot of buildup to me getting a very minor climax, I can feel. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to change that as you finish the book, but that's... Uh, <laughs> that's very possible. I uh, Like, a lot of it feels very telegraphed. That's fair, especially on book one. That's fair. Yeah, book one, a lot of things feel very telegraphed. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's like interested in reading it. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely some things that feel very telegraphed. Uh, I also was just reading it because like one, I want to get back into reading to help my reading speed mm-hmm. get back up there, especially, I mean, for work because I read a lot of academic papers. That must be riveting. Hmm. Uh, it is for my work, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like. I get what you're saying. It's interesting when you're doing it at work. Yeah, it's interesting. No, no, no. Like, uh, it's really, I mean, it's kind of bad because as a scientist, sometimes I'll just be sitting at home and like, I'll look up a paper that I'm like, while I'm thinking about, about some science, I'll be like, oh, is this how this worked out? And then just like open up Google Scholar and like find the paper and read it to see if I, that's what I'm thinking is right. Yeah, it's an interesting experience. Like if, if you're in the field, I think the papers are more fun to read, right? Like if you're out of the field, mm-hmm. like it doesn't make sense to read it, right? Uh, but like when my research directly pertains to papers that are out there, it really helps to read them and you understand what's going on. You come up with new ideas so you can expand on it and that way you can publish some more as well. It's a, it's a whole cycle. It's a whole thing, but I can totally understand not, like not scientists trying to read academic papers. That sounds like a horrible experience. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when I first started reading academic papers, I'm like, wow, this is written horribly. And then I started writing academic papers and I go, this is why we write them like this. <laughs> uh, because it's very, as scientists, we're very formulaic people. And so we just found a formula on how to write a paper. And so we just keep doing it. That, that's how it works. Yeah, that does sound riveting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's very easy because like, you don't like, 
you don't like read a paper you like see, a book. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you know how you're doing it. Sure. Yeah, you, you don't read it like a book. You go, okay, I'm going to this section because it has the information I need in it. And you just read that section and then you're done. <laughs> That's really all there is to it. Like it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of fluff, but yeah. All right. This is a good place to stop. We've got some news to talk about in the news segment. So yeah, we do actually, um, a little bit. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to kick it on over to the news. Let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in. Welcome to the news. In the news, the biggest thing is last week we got really excited about Pokemon Home because we recorded the day before they delayed it. <laughs> and we got a uh, we got the news that it we just got the news today on a Thursday again that it will come out May 30th. So a week off of the original date, probably because they had some kind of hiccup in the server that also screwed up the chestnut raids. Um, and I imagine it took them some time to work out those tweaks and they wanted to make sure it was working. So May 30th is the new announcement. Uh, welcome Pokemon home. We have missed you so long. How is it taking? I'm very confused how it takes them six months now to do Pokemon home when in the 3ds era, it would only take like three months to get Pokemon bank compatibility. I'm, I'm very confused. There's clearly some code stuff that's happening this time, but in general, I'm not even sure that this is a coding thing. At some point it might just be a, a legitimate like sales strategy. Yeah, I'm, uh, like, I'm hey, starting to wonder, right? Yeah, because at some point, if these take X amount of time to get done, I can absolutely imagine going, we'll start working on it after three or four months, because if people think it's going to be quick, they'll wait, but we want to have our early adopters buy in. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it, it's a competitive thing. It just feels Options. so weird. It just feels yeah. so weird. Uh, at least it's faster than like BDSP compatibility, which took like seven or eight months. Because how many people? Uh, I cared a little bit. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I got I tricked into buying the game. The so like, that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. To be okay, I will still stand by this. I still think BDSP has the prettiest <laughs> battle backgrounds of any Pokemon game ever. Well, at least Low. you know. I'm not saying it's not going to have some things right. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the one thing it got right. The battle backgrounds are beautiful. Speaking of uh, Scarlet and Violet coding problems, right after the recording the show last week, the event raids caused the games to crash because they tried to give out non-existent Great Tusk and Iron t- Treads materials. They have not mentioned any new event raids at this time, though Chestnut and, Iron- and Great Tusk Iron Treads will see a makeup release sometime. One day. One day. Fun times. All right. Well, I guess we've got uh, some competitive Pokemon stuff for Sublime to talk uh, about. Yeah, for people who care about OU, the uh, OU Council has been slowly announcing the status of Pokemon when Home comes out. Um, so Last Respects is out, and Magirna is in. Whoa, we're letting that I agree that with one her. of those Good decisions. <laughs> I feel like Magirna will be allowed in OU for approximately one month. And then it will be gone. I hope so, at least. So go get your Magirna month. Yeah. J- yeah. June is Magirna month. Magirna being an OU. Get into feel, it. I don't know. Like, I've been, it feels I was, correct. I was I really happy. throw things in there and then people realize. Yeah. I I love that. I, I don't know. Whatever is going on in Gen 9 OU is really weird. 
Uh, they've just like broken it constantly. And it, it, I don't know. I, I feel like this is a weird decision, but more power to you, Pokemon OU console. Uh, uh, have fun figuring out that mess. Um, I, I gave you the next one too, Sublime, because yes, it's really exciting. Uh, because you know? we're all obsessed with unite uh i really like it i just don't have time to add it to my rotation it's exhausting yeah it's too much it's too much to commit to well like when you want to be when you want to play like competitive pokemon and then you want to play like tcg and it's just like well then there's no time to play unite all right so umbreon it has been released and also i recently heard that uh if your team consists of all eevees uh you get some sort of buff so that's cool really oh that's cool yeah yeah that's cool uh wow so, i wish i had time to play unite uh get into it you can do yeah. your evolution uh fantasy teams wait so wait are there enough for five now because i knew espion was uh, there and leafeon w- wait uh, leafeon got it oh my gosh i'm so far behind i know uh, and sylveon okay. yeah well sylveon was one of the was the first yeah, one so was sylveon, it? yeah sylveon, sylveon espion uh, oh glaceon 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 yeah yeah so we have everything but the original three that's what we have uh, we don't have Vaporeon, Flareon, or Jolteon. Yeah. We don't have those. Mm-hmm. That is, they've added a lot of Pokemon that I have just not been paying. I think the last one I paid attention to was Zacian. Yeah, that was a disaster. I think it's the last one I, yeah, I, I heard it did not go well. Yeah. It did not. It, uh, Zacian was overpowered? Shock. Yeah. Yeah, imagine that. Um, in the TCG, uh, this is a, actually pretty exciting. Um, Obsidian Flames is the new set, and it's been announced to be coming out on uh, August 11th. I believe that way it is legal for Worlds. We also have information that uh, there are going to be uh, Terra-type Pokemon uh, in this one that actually are not the same type. So there's a Dark-type Charizard, and there is an Electric-type Tyranitar EX. Um, And it's actually really cool because uh it mirrors the uh delta species for both those cards that existed in mm-hmm. in that set uh there was a dark charizard and also a le- yeah isn't that cute i think that's a really cool callback um i believe ice q and vespiquen are also going to have different types but i'm not entirely sure um dragonite and greedent are also going to be uh just their regular terra types but i think it's might be the first dragon type that gets into the scarlet and violet sets i'm i haven't looked too heavily at paldea evolve so i could be wrong um I'm I'm a horrible TCG player in that I don't theory craft immediately when the set's announced. Um, How dare you? I know I I'm I, I'm a terrible TCG player and I just play the game. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a bunch of fun Pokemon cards coming out in that set, and we're gonna see uh, what's uh, what's what's gonna come out with that because hopefully Pokemon Live is good in like in a week and a half because that's when it becomes a real game apparently. Mm. It's no longer in beta and will totally work and not hang up on you. Yes. Keep yes. Because those always keep work. Keep believing it. Uh, I will keep believing in it. Uh, and hopefully it's it will work. It's good to have something to believe in. Yeah. I I one day believe TCG Live will be an okay client. But yes. Puckle News. Hey, draft signups work through Friday. So Yay. please, if you want to play draft, you should. It's National Dex this year. Yep. Um, and of course, we've got uh, Puckle's Pokey prediction. Um, do you think we're going to see more regional forms of starters before Generation 10? Uh, will we get uh, Legends Unova or Legends Johto? Or I'm well, going to say yeah. I I think like I yeah, think I a think new so. I think a new Legends game should happen only because of like the hype that came out around it. I'm not sure what the sales figures are like. 
They were good enough to deserve a sequel, I would well, say. So, like, you say that, but then you look at, like, Let's Go, and, and those did probably just as well sales-wise at the end of the day. To be fair, I don't think if you released another Let's Go, you would get a similar phenomenon. Um, because Let's Go is kind it's of an... over. Well, it's an odd duck. Uh, oh, yeah. It's exactly. an odd duck because, one, well, like, the Pokemon Go hype is kind of non-existent anymore. I mean, people still play Pokemon yeah. Go, and if you really want to try to sucker them in, I don't think that's the way to do it. I I think the way you do it is you sucker me into playing Pokemon Go, not the other way around, right? Um, and, and I think the Vivalon thing is, like, an excellent way to do that uh, in terms of compatibility with Go. I also, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I really think Legends Arceus was a really good game, and I hope that is what they do again. I'm really, really hoping because I, I'm very not looking forward to a Gen Five remake, only because I don't yeah. know how I don't know how they're gonna handle Black and White Two. That's an interesting question. Maybe they'll do something different. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Like, I don't want to. Like, what I would rather see. Um, well, I'm sure there's there's two answers here, right? Because there's two groups of people who are both gonna be angry about no matter what you say. One group is gonna be angry, right? Like, there's a group of people who are gonna be like, Black and White Three would be really cool. That way we get, like, more story, and it's different. And then you've got the people over there shouting, I don't own a copy of Black and White or Black and White 2, and now they're, like... And now they're $100. 100 or some dollars. And it's, uh... It, yeah, and they're just like, I would like a chance to have those games. You know what I, I just thought about? You know how in Black and White and Black and White 2, uh, what, half of the games were, like, futuristic, and half of them were, like, more primitive in certain yeah. areas? What if you did a, like... PLA style game where you went to the past and the future. Ooh, <laughs> I, that would I, be sure. That'd be fun. I'd I like I I think it'd be okay. I think uh, what would be more interesting to me would probably be like going to the past and being the person that helps decide whether or not they go like super technological or super naturey. You know what I mean? Like you make that decision <laughs> for them. I I don't know. Like Game Freak's gonna surprise me. Uh, they're very good at that. Um, though, to be fair, I feel like terrestrialization we kind of called very early on. Um, so either they're running out of ideas or maybe like this one was just a very easy to telegraph mechanic. Um, it, but yeah, I don't know. I would, I would love to see that because I think the idea of doing another regional form and doing something like they did with Hisui would just be a banger. Like, I, I feel like that's a form Pokemon loves its formulas and I feel like that's a good formula that they can follow. <laughs> Like it, it just feels like a great formula. Go ahead, send me to another region in the past or in the future or wherever you want to send me. I, I, I do think that the whole legends idea doesn't work if you go to the future because how do you tell legend f- legends about the future? But I think about like the past, just like exploring Pokemon's past and like living out like stories that they have hinted at in the games is very fun. Like if we could see the burn tower happen or like the immediate aftermath, I think that would be really cool. Something like that. So, yeah, there's a lot of things you could do with. So, I'm, I do hope we do get a PLA style game for uh, Gen Five. I I think it, it will have a chance to have a sequel. Will be higher than that of Let's Go in terms of uh, sales numbers. Like, if we had a second PLA, I think more. I think more people would buy that than if we had, you know, Let's Go Johto or whatever garbage. Oh God, yes, definitely. Um, because Let's Go was just the first game on first Pokemon game on the Switch. And I think a lot of people bought into that hype, and a lot of people were disappointed. But <laughs> uh, I, I think if you did it again, people would be like, no, there's other Pokemon games on the Switch. We're not going to do this. 
Um, mm. and, and rightfully so, maybe. <laughs> rightfully so. But yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and close it off there. We are going to go ahead and we are going to hit up our trivia with uh, Pokel's Poke Quiz. So we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, and thank you for that introduction. We are going to go ahead and jump right into it. Our first question is going to come to you from Foxy. What are the only two regional forms that do not gain any new types when compared to the original Pokemon? Hmm. Don't gain any That new do not types? gain new types, yes, compared to the original Pokemon. Uh, I want to say Zigzagoon doesn't get dark type at first. No, it does, it does, it does. Um, I feel like I knew this, and it's bothering me that I don't, like, have just a response right away. Um, it's not a, it's not a Hisuian, I don't think, because Hisuian, uh, um, huh, um, um, there, it's oh. not Paldean because one. Go ahead. Um, Slowpoke doesn't get a second type yet. Yes, it doesn't get any new ones, right? Would that count, Slowpoke? Yes, yeah, Slowpoke it's just got is the correct. Head. Uh, and I'm just gonna end it there because the other one is uh, White Stripe Basculin, and calling it Hisuian is like very funky. On the TCG, they call it Hisuian, um, but in that the games, they don't really count. call it Hisuian. No. Yeah, not. that's the White Stripe. It's yeah. the white striped basculin, so it's kind of like an iffy area. Like I, uh, I yeah. personally, I, I go with, yes, that's a regional form, right? But, yeah. But I, at the same time, it is very uh, icky and weird in the way that they presented white striped basculin. I, it, I don't, I both like it and don't like it. <laughs> well, we appreciate that then. Uh, yep, we'll take. Uh, we'll give you the point. All cool. right. So, we get another question, and it's going to come to you from Sleeve, the Cheddar Goblin, because he changed his name on Discord. Um, what is the first Pokemon, the Pokemon with the lowest dex number, to have a height of over three meters? And because he's British, he converted to uh, Freedom Units for us, which is nine feet, ten inches. What is the first uh, tall Pokemon? Yeah, over so like three numerically. feet. Yeah. So, Alolan Executor is up there. I was at, thinking at, Onyx as well. Um, uh, yes, and Onyx would come earlier in the decks. I see. I can't recall which is listed first in the like number decks. Um, well, I would think. Let me rephrase. I would think Onyx is first. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to even think of other I Pokemon that are that big. Both that of those bird. are really good choices. Uh, yeah. Because it's gonna nine be feet is a lot. Dratini is like sure, and Dratini's like one forty seven. Sorry, Dragonair so is or rather, but yeah, yeah. Um, 
like those are right before Muse, so those are easy to like discount. Um, I think mm. it's either Alolan Executor or Onyx. Uh, what what comes earlier, Onyx or oh, uh, Galarian Weezing? You got the hat. Is but it what's nine its... feet tall though? Yes, it is three meters. <laughs> uh, oh, then it would probably be Weezing. What's what's its dex number? Well, I should tell you it's not. Number. I'm going to give you the free hint that this is not a regional form. Oh, okay. All right, so it's probably on uh, uh, X then. I would imagine. I'm hoping. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else. Is a lot. Like, the starters aren't that is... tall. Like, yeah. If you stretch out a tangela, but that doesn't count. Stretch out a tangela. I mean, what other, like, stretch out? Like, Onyx is the uh, way stretch out. How big's Arbok? Is it that big? I don't uh, know. Maybe. It might be. That's a... Huh. Because I know that's Dex 24, because it's right before Pikachu. It's before Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either Onyx or Arbok. I don't know how big Arbok is. But, like, if you look in the anime, I don't know. it's... Arbok is big. Like, it... Yeah, because, like, it's yeah, Jesse's like... height... But that's only half of its body, right? Because exactly. it's got the other... No, snakes are, like, big snakes are deceptively long. So we're going to say Arbok then? <laughs> I think it's probably, yeah. I think so. <laughs> I uh, bet Ar- it's at least not Arbok? <laughs> Arbok yeah. is correct at 3.5 okay. meters. Uh, wow. It's 5 meters? No, 3.5. 3.5. Like, oh, like a- oh, 3.5. Yeah. A little different. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right. Well, you guys are two for two on that one, uh, after that. So your next one is your Pokedex entry question, as always. This one, this one is from Batista. Uh, it's Pokemon Stadium entry reads. Oh, come on. When hunting, it hides at the lip of its burrow. If prey comes close, it lunges out and drags in the prey instantly. Who's that Pokemon? That could be anything. (laughs) A burrow. Um, when hunting, it hides at the lip of its burrow. If prey comes close, it lunges out and drags in the prey instantly. It'd be, hor- it'd be horrifying if this was Diglett. That would be horrifying. I was thinking, yeah, no, I don't think Diglett could do that. No, I... No. Uh, Maybe another ground type, though. Um... <coughs> Ar- Arbok again. <laughs> Arbok again. <laughs> Uh, it, I would not do that to you. That'd be great. That'd be iconic. Uh, uh, I maybe Tangela has some real dark secrets. Do you think Sandslash would do it? I don't have anything better. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would go hunting. Sandslash. I don't think it would. It's based off a of pangolin. Those are herbivores, but like that's never stopped Pokemon before. Know. It's got spiky things. I feel like I could lunge and drag something. <laughs> All right, Sand Slash. Yeah, Sand Slash. Sand Slash, I'll give it to you. It is actually Sand Was it Sand True? Oh. Yeah. oh, you see, Sand uh, a baddie. You knew, yeah, like, just Sandshrew. in his first anime episode. Yeah. I mean, Sand True's into some crazy it wore, stuff. It wore the Macho Brace before anybody else exactly, wore the Macho Brace. Exactly, like, Yeah, it was first. Sand uh, like, savage. I believe, yeah, yeah that checks out yeah. for me. Uh, the other entry was from Let's Go, and it reads... Uh, its body is dry. When it gets cold at night, it's said to hide. It its hide is said to become coated with a fine dew. Uh, huh? What? Yeah. The? Yep. That wouldn't yep. have helped. <laughs> yep. 
All right. So this next question has up to four answers. Um, I, well, you know what? I'm going to require that you give me all four to get maximum points. Oh, for every no. two, you get a point. Okay. Uh, you can get up okay. to two points on this question. Because you guys okay. are four for three right now. Um, sure. This yeah, one sure, is from sure. on her. Us out, so. uh, there are nine Pokemon that have had a type removed from a generational shift, but four Pokemon lines in these nine Pokemon. Um, oh, we can do this. Yeah, who are they yeah. that have had Pokemon that have their types changed into a new generation? I just need the lines. Those are the full so answers. Yeah, Magnemite, Togepi. Um, no, you said that oh, had type, type removed, removed, right? removed, not added. Oh, okay, well then Togepi was to- removed normal. The Togepi line is correct. Yeah, it removed normal. Igglybuff so one as of well. the four. Uh, no, no, it the, just went from uh, normal to normal, normal fairy. To f- Didn't lose oh, you're anything. Right. You're right. Oh, Clefable, sorry. Yes, that is also Clefable correct. Clefable went from two. normal to that mono is, fairy. That is one point. Yeah, there are two more lines that have had types uh, types change. Removed. Um, uh, so you have removed. to think about when new Snubble? types were introduced. Snubble. Snubble, yes. Snubble, Snubble fairy and Grand Bull yeah. are one. Are the other one, yep. Uh, there's one more that... Uh, is I'm trying not, to think of mono fairies because that is... It has nothing to do with fairy typing. I'm going to tell you that. Is there, there's oh, nothing interesting. In, so it had to be a darker steel. Uh, nothing lost Magnavite a type was to gain additive. steel. Oh, well. Um, I mean, Steelix this, loses. Gr- this one's a little funky, <laughs> but this one's a little funky, and I don't know if anybody remembers it, but we're going to find out. Um, oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. What? All of the Rotom forms lost ghost. You're right. You're right. They did. That is correct. <laughs> That is correct. God, but, they were so good when they were all ghosts. They were just completely different. I yeah. mean, they're better now. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're definitely but, better now. I think they're definitely better some now. Some of them than were everyone. better then. It depended on the type you got. Uh, maybe. Uh, but Rotom uh, yes, flying at least made sense. Nice. Yeah. Like if it. Rotom flying made more sense back then, yes. Um, that is. Uh, but that is correct. That is all of them. That is your two points. You guys are running Yay. a perfect game so far. You guys are six for four. Your next question is your base deck question, as always. Um, and, of course, you haven't used the hint yet, so you could try to cash that in and go for broke. Uh, this one is going to come to you from the once-in-future gamer. In Generation 8, Leon can use 6 of 10 possible Pokemon, but which one of his possible team has the lowest base stat total? Who cares? Ugh. Does Ugh. he use something that's got, like, a deceptively low BST... My guess is um, that uh, one of the starter replacements might have a lower BST. Yeah, play. that's like, does he use something like, I don't know, um, what's his, what's its name? The, the thing that comes to mind for me is... Um, what is his team? Let's see if we can like think of what his team uh, proposes. Of. His, so his team has all the starters. an Aegislash. All, all the, the starters. starters. All the starters and Charizard. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because um, one of them switches, right? So he has the three starters. I Age thought he only had the Dragapult, one starter. Charizard. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. across Any of them all could be of in the his slot. teams. Right, right, right. Yeah. Nice. Um, I remember a Mr. Rhyme and a Haxorus. Okay. Um, so it's just which of the starters is the lowest? No, because their BSTs are going to be the same. Uh, Not always. Um, well, what else would change out? Well, that Mr. Rhyme, uh, I know he has other Pokemon. There are two other Pokemon. I think one is Rhyperior, and that stat's really good. 540. It's got 540, I'm pretty sure. Um, 
Yeah, so it's either Mr. Rhyme or the other Pokemon, because I think Mr. Rhyme is lower than, like, say, Haxorus. I actually don't. I think Haxorus might be lower than Mr. Rhyme, because Mr. Rhyme is, like, a new evolution. I think Mr. Rhyme's on, like, 530. Haxorus is pretty close to that, too, though. Haxorus is, like, either 530 or 535. Yeah, but I, I still... I think it's gotta be what whatever I'm missing. Uh, do you want to use the hint, or do you want to guess? Let's use the hint. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel hint. confident. What, what's, uh, uh, this, what's Pokemon, this Pokemon does not change uh, on his team. Okay. From yeah, it it will be on his team regardless of who what you do. Okay, so it's not a star. Dragapult. Dra- definitely not Dragapult. Uh, Wait, Charizard's got five. We have fall- We have fallen for a trap, Sublime. What? Aegislash's stats aren't great. It's just the fact that it has. You're right. It just switches between the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it double dips. Yeah, its stats are actually just okay as a total. It's the fact that you can flip them. It's Aegislash. Yeah, that's smart. True. Is it Aegislash? Aegislash is correct. Aegislash has a (laughs) base stat total of 500 in Generation 8. That's still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Seismitoad's the next one uh, with 509. Mm. Uh, and then Mr. Rhyme with 520. Mm. So you guys were getting close. You were inching there with Mr. Rhyme, but I, not quite. I had no idea that the last Pokemon was Seismitoad. <laughs> yeah, it was Seismitoad. <laughs> because, you know, Seismitoad is memorable. Uh, yeah, because well, everyone's I, favorite champion. Well, it, turn, it, you know. it turns out that every Pokemon that, he, like, swaps out on his team is just weak to the starter you chose. Um, what? What? So it's grass? Well, that explains it. I never picked Grookey. Seismitoad is, is if you choose Grookey. Mr. Rhyme is if you choose Score Bunny. And Rhyperior is if you choose Sobble. Which I did in my well, second especially playthrough. Especially because they, I never did a second playthrough since I felt no need to get a second version because all of the like updates play- were like mm-hmm. on the same cartridge, you yeah. know? Yeah, I just kept playing. I just played other profiles. Anyway. But yeah, there you go. That gives you guys uh, seven points today, though. So let me go ahead and add that in for you. Um, You guys are uh, moving on up. Um, Let me go. Man, that definitely changes things up. Uh, Wait, I can't do math. I'm bad at math today. That's nothing (laughs) to do with the fact that it's 1030. All right, we are going to go ahead and we're going to sort that. Uh, in first place, we have Linian with 29 points. <gasps> I'm one point away. Oh, sh- wait, never mind. No, you're 11 points away. Uh, <laughs> no! Uh, uh, you got Claude 9 in second with 28. You've got Sublime and Whimsicott tied for third with 24. Uh, Seth Vilo in fifth with 20. Shark and R Sigma uh, tied with 19. Mark with fi- in eighth with 15. Uh, Dushiro in ninth with 13. Basket in 10th with 12. And Shamu in 11th with 5. Um, there we go. Race to 40. Whoever gets there first gets bragging rights or something. Uh, but yeah, and if you want more Puckles Pokey Quiz, tune in next week. Until then, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. We have another review. This one is going to be from Spartan THX117. Five stars, longtime listener, first and the first time I've ever written a review for a podcast. I first started listening to your podcast when driving to meet my girlfriend on the weekends, when neither of us had to work. Since then, we've moved in together and become engaged. 
But both of us have been playing Pokemon since we were kids, and we have both listened to your podcast when traveling or working around the house together. We may not score too well on the quiz part, but we always enjoy the topics and conversation between the host and guests. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, thank you for that, and congrats on the engagement. If you would like your review read on the show, leave one, and it might be read. Until then, guys, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. Welcome to the topic. Our topic today are our Pokemon journeys, Sublime and Linian edition. Ooh, ah, yeah, right. Uh, all right. So, uh, this is the, this is a topic that we did previously with Mark and Claude at the beginning of this month. And I really liked it. I liked how it turned out. So we're going to keep doing it with everybody when there's no crossover. It's going to be really like, there's just going to be a long gap for like the last two people, right? <laughs> we'll get there. It'll be a, it'll be a Patreon bonus episode. Yeah, right. We'll get there. Yeah, I have somehow wrangled these cats into the same room. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go ahead. We're going to just talk. We're going to have Sublime and Linian tell us their stories about how they got into Pokemon, what they liked about it, like, uh, and any good memories throughout the years. Um, and their story of how they got here today. Yeah. Uh, so I guess yeah. bef- before the segment, I-, I told Sublime he got to go first. And we we have to respect that. <laughs> yes. I guess. Like, it's fine either way. <laughs> sure. I know. I know. No. All right, Sublime. Well, how did you? How did it go? How did it start? How, anything? Yeah. Tell us your story. Okay. So I am 11 months younger than you, Thatch. To the day. That's It's to the day. So I can always like... We do say that. <laughs> I was a young child when Pokemon first became a thing. I want to say I got blue for Christmas, and my brother got red. Is that how it started? Was that, like, your first exposure to it, though? Like, I want to say, yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Like, when it first came out. I taught myself to read playing Pokemon. Like, I was too young to know how to read. <laughs> Pokemon has just been such a like, instrumental part of my life, and it's so intertwined. Ever since I was a very small child because of that. Like, I remember reading, like, the strategy guide for Gold and Silver when it came out. Yeah being like obsessed and trying to like be the best pokemon trainer i could be like oh here's how dumb i was though <laughs> okay here's some really two, two memories one i was playing yellow and thought i was real hot stuff because i said oh i don't want four attack type attacks on my pikachu i'm gonna teach it agility and i am so clever ah, ha, 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 ha. because i uh started to understand that you don't need for attack type moves of the same type. Well, to be fair, that like in Gen One, that's also bigger because crits were based on your speed. You know, when I start thinking about it in a, like a slightly more complicated way for a small child, and then I just have memories of being on my grandparents' uh, like back porch in sunglasses, reading the strategy guide for Gold, and they took a picture of me, and I really enjoy that. I, I really like that. Really encapsulates my childhood. It's a good pic. It's a good picture. I had blonde hair. Can you believe? I, I actually can't. Uh. Yeah, it gets darker every year. But I was born a light blonde. It's wild. I didn't buy Gen 3 at the time. I think I traded a uh, Game Boy Advance game at middle school for it. Mm. And then I got back into it because I wasn't paying attention to it when it first came out. But after that, I was into it uh, for the release of Fire Red Leaf Green. I did not play Diamond or Pearl, but I did play Platinum. I think I got the best experience that one could have in Gen 4, considering uh, things that were done. And then I bought every game, every generation myself since then. From 5 onward, I was basically an adult. Yeah. <laughs> One thing about, obviously, Gen 5 is my favorite Pokemon is Snivy. That is true. Before Snivy, okay, so by the time Gen 5 came out, like, 
Pokemon had been around for at least 10, 15 years, I want to say. Uh, Gen 5? Pokemon had been out... At least 10. At least 10. It's around 15-ish, because that was 2011, right? Yeah, 10 to 15. Exactly. Uh, yes. It was, it was like 13. I guess 13 in yeah, the US. Yeah, so... Because I had already been, like, fan of Pokemon and someone that, like, actively, like, plays all the games since, like, I had been so young for, like, the majority of my life by then... I thought, there's no way I'm going to change what my favorite Pokemon is. And it was uh, Starmie at the time. Uh, but it got to Throne. <laughs> so uh, that's just like a uh, thing that makes me think. Never assume your favorite can't change. Because uh, that, that was the last game that we got where Japan had the game for like six months before we did. Oh, that was fun. I remember that. You remember when that used to happen? Yeah. Yeah, and you'd get excited to, like, look at the new information as it was coming out. Yeah. It was really bad because, like, sometimes you'd get stuck calling the Pokemon their Japanese names because you'd be really into it beforehand. Yeah. Oh, I remember. It's it's so different now, but when you'd get, like, all the data dumps of um, all the stats and things. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no more times anymore where, like... It's not like that. No, you can't... Re- yeah. I'm sitting, like, waiting for Coral Coral scans. <laughs> oh, my God. That is a throwback. Yeah. Exactly. It, we say throwback, but I mean, it happened. But media and like the way video games are released is so different. It's just not the same. Yeah, it happened in like Gen 7. Like Koro Koro scans mattered in like Gen 7. And then after that, they just stopped mattering. Yeah. I remember calling uh, Snivy Smugleaf, though, for the longest time. <laughs> because it looks so smug. It's just the perfect Pokemon. So that was a big moment realizing, oh, my God, I actually have a new favorite. I never thought this day would come. It is like the equivalent of my spirit animal. <laughs> That's not an appropriate thing to say. It's the equivalent of my Patronus. That's not an appropriate thing to say. Um, <laughs> I just identify with Snivy. <laughs> I, yeah, I get it. So strongly. That would be me if I were Pokemon, like 100%. <laughs> and then Gen 6 is also really special to me because, one, I think it's like one of my favorite generations of all time, uh, X and Y. And then also, that was when I joined Puckle, I'm pretty sure, and started writing. That's true. I forgot. We used to have a writing staff, and you were part of that. We did. I was a part of the writing staff. That's how I onboarded. <laughs> we should bring back the writing staff once I fix the Yeah, website. yeah. Uh, that's the thing to do. Yeah, and I, was, I covered VGC. I love... Oh, my God. First of all, VGC 14, 15, 16 is like my favorite era of VGC. Actually, you're correct. You're correct in that. So good. Really balanced. Really fun. I, I, I am. I am. Yeah. God. And of course, Mega Evolutions. Uh, we, we love. We love. I will say, every generation since then, my enthusiasm has slightly become more casual. Like, it's so ingrained into my life. Like, I'm in my office right now. I have five Snivy plushies of different sizes, a Zubat, a Master Ball, a Pokeball, and an Esper. Hmm. Especially after... Dexit happened by enthusiasm is like it's just not the same relationship it used to be just because i don't remember how long ago it was that i played with like snivy in a mainline game yeah i totally understand i didn't have any bugs with scarlet and violet that was not my experience i had a lovely time i didn't have bugs i don't think i had bugs but i definitely like saw the performance issues right yeah i did have some slowdown um times but it never like was like prohibitive and I will say, like, I fell in love with Scarlet and Violet uh, a lot. I really, that was kind of a renaissance for me because the story, just chef's kiss, you know? Hmm. I thought it was, like, a very well-executed game in a lot of ways. Uh, and I had a great time playing it. So, you know, I'm just on Cloud 9 at the moment. Sorry, Claude. You gotta share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind 
of my overall journey and the big the big strokes. Well, you used to play VGC too a lot, right? I did, yeah. Uh, it's something I always try to keep a, my pulse, my finger on the pulse of, you know? Like, I like to keep an eye on, like, what's happening. Yeah. It's just a big time commitment, you know? Especially right now. I think it's, it, like, Gen 8 and Gen 9 made it a little bit worse. Yeah. With, with how, like, the seasons change so quickly. And you have to constantly be, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was complaining about this, I think, just back in, like, February or January. Because, like, I was trying to get into it, right? And the it's kind of the same thing that like happens with TCG that makes me feel bad sometimes because like with TCG, um, what will happen is like the next set will come out in Japan like pretty much as we get the set before it, the previous one. Yeah, so you always know what's coming. And so what happens is people will immediately start testing with the new set. There is no the new sets just come out. What is it? Because it's always you're always anticipating. You're just like always behind. Yeah. And I have the money that I could play TCG, but oh my god, that is just such a money investment in perpetuity to keep playing. I think it's better than it used to be. <sighs> yeah, I mean, especially after prices started like rocketing because of people wanting to get into they they've dropped like significantly. Good, because that was just rotted. I think the last time you and I like talked about playing TCG was back around like Gen Six ish era, right? I will say one idea I've had is, especially with the new TCG platform, I think I might try to get back into it with that new platform. I was thinking of streaming on Mondays and calling it Manic Mondays. Oh, that'd be cool. Sublime Manic Mondays. Yeah, wouldn't that be cute? Just another Manic Monday. Yeah, very yeah, good. just another Sublime Manic Monday. Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. Because TCG is always fun. I mean, you could use the Puckle account. It's got a ton of cards. Yeah, maybe I will. So one, I think every deck right now that's meta is under $100, which is really good. Love that. Yeah, every deck is under $100. Like, I... Love that. That's great. The last time you and I played, like, Shaman EX was a thing. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, uh, Shaman EX is a card that you play on your bench, and you can play up to four of them on your bench in a single turn. It was not limited to once per turn. Yeah, and you could draw up to five cards in your hand. Six. I think uh, it was six. It was six. It was six cards, yeah, in your hand. And so you could just, like, do this. And it was colorless, so you could just slap any energy on it, and so it worked in every deck, and then it would just fly back into your hand or your deck. Yeah. If you somehow had to use its attack, it shuffled it back into the deck. Yeah, which was stupid. For a double colorless energy, which was a thing at the time as well. It was stupid. Uh, it was very good. Yeah. Oh, God. Remember VS Seeker? Oh, my God. But Shaman was like a $50 card, and you needed four. Yeah, the more you had, the better. And you needed four. And that was insane. Um, and so nowadays, there's actually nothing. And what's even better is like the new Scarlet and Violet sets. Um, Pokemon realized that the secondhand market existed, I guess. And they're just like, oh... Well, if we just make the pool rage, pool rates really good, people are just going to buy more packs instead, which is 100% what happened. Um, and so the like, you just get something out of every pack, I swear. That's amazing. That's good. So one, they got rid of non-hollow rares. Also, when a new generation starts, I think that's the best time to jump into the TCG if you want to. The Scarlet and Violet sets are amazing, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I absolutely recommend if you want to go spend your money. I also have always loved that the TCG, I think I will because, uh, or I'll, I'll look into it because yeah. the TCG, it's so fun to see Pokemon that aren't like the usual suspects get right. like attention. And there's a lot of the usual suspects too, but like Vileplume, you, you always know when Vileplume gets printed, you know, it's going to be something to watch yeah. out. It's going to, exactly. Or like, bro like anything that's gotten an energy transfer kind of effect. Like it's fun to see Pokemon get like popularity in a different format. Yeah, absolutely. But 
I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it there so we can ask Linian. Yeah. For his his story. Let's hear about Linian. We want to hear about you. So I'm a good I wanna say like five or six years younger than the next oldest uh the next youngest Puckle host. Which that, I'm not like Shamu. a baby, but I'm 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 like I'm I'm twenty six at this point. It's it's not Oh Shamu's not even thirty yet. No, but he's 29, I think. He's, uh, that sounds right. Yeah, because he's, he's he's a few years older than me. Um, but either way, so everyone else is like, yeah, I got red and blue on the Game Boy when I was a kid, and that was not the case for me. Uh, my first experience was probably seeing the anime. The thing about probably in that sentence is I legitimately don't remember. Pokemon yeah. has existed for signif- for basically all of my life. <laughs> yeah, And it's been stateside since I've been about two. I don't remember much about then. Um, I know that the first that I was watching the, sh- the the show, I know that for Christmas one year, I do not know which year, I got the Pokemon movie. Oh, those oh. were good. Those were moments. Yes. Uh, I remember watching Entei on uh, the Entei movie on TV. Uh, I also know that I had the my first game console was a Game Boy Advance SP. Something no one ever mentions. Uh, they're just like, yeah, there's the Game Boy Advance and then whatever. The SP is incredible. So much better. So true. They gave us like three versions of the SP or the Game Boy Advance. Like you had the OG, you had the SP, and then you had the, uh, what is it? Um, the micro that nobody owned. Yes. I regrettably had a Game Boy Advance for far too long before getting an SP. They're very good. Yeah, I the only the only issue I have is like the SP with my adult size hands is just uncomfortable to hold. Um, so, I mean, that's, honestly, that's what got me into video game modding, like console modding, was to, uh, I, they have, uh, very early on when people started modding, it's, like, way more complicated now, um, Mm. but the original mod was rip a screen out of a Game Boy Advance SP, put it in a Game Boy Advance. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. And that was my first mod. But my, uh, my first game that I got was, uh, with a few others, but it was Pokemon Sapphire. And I played so much of that game. Uh, I did not catch them all. In fact, I really only caught, uh, three Pokemon. I had my, uh, Swampert, which was basically how I beat most of the game. I had my Breloom, which was the only other thing I had that was even sort of leveled up. And then, like, a level 20 Sableye, because it has no weaknesses, so clearly it's the most powerful Pokemon. Um, I remember learning a lot of very uh, complicated words for a small child. Uh, And according to my mother, I taught myself how to read when I was very young with a jungle set Rhyhorn. Because she was, like, cooking or doing something, and I kept asking her to read cards. And she said, figure it out yourself, because, you know... I'm pestering her constantly at a very small age, and she's trying to do a thing. She felt bad, went to go see what I was doing, and turns out I was staring at the card. I knew it was a Rhyhorn, because I'd seen the show, so I was trying to sound out and figure out how all the letters worked. (laughs) And at that point, she went, maybe maybe we should start to teach you how to read. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I started reading with that jungle Rhyhorn. Uh, I think uh, I have one that's framed somewhere in my apartment. You go track that down. I I have several. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a. It, it I have it mostly because of the story. It is not an expensive card. Uh, I think it's about thirty five cents, and it's a jungle card. So that's how you know it's bad. Um, but over the years, I got really into all of the games and a lot of the spin offs too in the show and. 
I didn't really get into competitive battling kind of ever. Uh, I think Puckle and some of the tournaments that I've done, mostly just kind of for fun, have by far been the furthest I've ever dived. Occasionally I'll, like, ladder on Smogon, but I, I, I do competitive Pokemon like I do, like, another kind of, like, any other video game or RPG. I pick it up for a while, put it down, and I'm done. It's uh, it's social battling. Is It really, it is. I play Pokemon because uh, I play the games as any other game that I would pick up and play. I'll replay them more often, but I'll play them as social games if I'm going to keep playing them long term. Or uh, I'll do like shiny breeding or collection. I've completed every decks since Gen 7 when I didn't have to do any nat deck stuff. That checks out. Yeah, around the turn release of Black and White 2, I got partway through it and then just went, I don't care anymore. These games aren't fun. I just wasn't connecting with it. I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to just stop. And I never finished. Well, I, did, I didn't finish Black and White 2 until last year. Oh. <laughs> uh, when I, I booted up an emulator, because that's $80, and uh, played through it. It is way too much money. I am so shocked with how expensive those games are. And to uh, cause both of you pain, uh, that was when I was in middle school. That's fine. That's fine. Like, yeah, I was in college during black and black. Black and white. Yeah, black and white was sophomore year of college. And then black and white two were senior year of college. Yeah, I was in, I want to say, eighth grade. The math checks out. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that is how the math math is. Um, I, Whimsicott, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, I ended up, uh, dropping the games for a few-ish years, and Pokemon X and Y came out, and they sold really well, and I had a 3DS and went, do I want to play this? And then I looked at that, and it was either that or Kid Icarus Uprising, and I chose Kid Icarus Uprising, and honestly, no regrets, that game is amazing. It's actually really good legitimately though but i didn't i didn't really pay attention to anything that was happening with uh x and y and eventually um i think it was my yeah it was my senior year of high school they released ORS, and i went you know this is the first that was my first video game it's a remake it looks a lot prettier i really want to play those games but the battery debt the batteries the internal battery's dead so i can't really do all the stuff that i remember can't do any berry work uh, you know what, I'm going to buy this and play it in my English class because I'm finished with all of my stuff and my teacher is just way too chill. <laughs> like, Mr. Foster, if you ever somehow hear this, you need to be less chill. <laughs> uh, so I got it and I was playing it and I remember getting the game. I was like, this will be fun. I booted up the start of that game. It was the old stuff and it snaps to a 3D environment and I actually cried a little bit. Uh, and I was like, this is weird. I didn't realize this was, these buttons were, uh, were there to hit. Uh, and I played through the entire game. I loved sneaking up on the stuff, uh, the, the Pokemon with, uh, the best feature, Dexnav. Uh, I got to, uh, Petalburg Woods. I was running around. And again, middle of English class. Um, I was running around trying to catch, I was like, I'll just get a Breloom. I'll get a, a Shroomish. It'll be great. And I encountered a shroomish, and it was shiny. And I dropped my 3ds in the middle of the, of the middle of class. <laughs> and I caught it, and I have 
lost that 3DS, and that is the one loss that pains me. Sad. Um, but I was playing through the game, and right before uh, right before I was playing through the game, I was like, you know what, I'll play X and Y just to kind of get into a sense of what these games were. I only missed one installment, you know, how much could I have missed? I didn't do any research because it's Pokemon and nothing changes. I started up the game, and it's fine. They want me to pick a nickname, and I, I don't like any of them, but... I'm walking around, and I encounter this Pokemon called Flabebe, and I'm like, that's a grass type. It's a flower. Oh, you didn't know it was a thing. Oh, that's wild. Shock. <laughs> I had my little Fennekin, and I'm like, all right, use Ember, and it's neutral. And I went, ah, I guess it's got a weird ability, or maybe it's like fire, it's like grass rock or something, whatever, and it uses a move called Fairy Wind. And I'm like, weird name for a grass type move, but my Fennekin resisted it. So clearly, it must be a grass type. <laughs> so I knock it out. I don't catch it. I'm not here for all of this. I'm going in blind. What do I care? Da, 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 da. Get to the end of the route. And uh, uh, Dexio goes, hey, do you, do you see that Pokemon full of baby? I'm like, uh-huh. He's like, it's a fairy type. And went, it's a what? So <laughs> I put the, I didn't mash it. I didn't read anything about it. I put the game down, walked over to my computer, and with the muscle memory that had been Dormant fears. Cerebi.net. Enter. Looking up what this thing is. I yeah. uh, ended up restarting the game because I saw that Fennekin became Delphox. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> but then I saw Chestnut and I was like, let's go. <laughs> but did you see Quilden? Did you see Quilden? I did. And I was like, we can deal. Because uh, Chestnut is great. Um and from there, I, I've, I've just kind of been back. Uh, freshman year of college was the release of Sword and Shield. Not Sword and Shield. No. Sun and Moon. Uh, release of Sun and Moon. And one of my most vivid memories of freshman year was there were like 10 of us who all had the games in just my little wing of the dorm. And we were all waiting for it to drop. And I had told them, because most of them were from out of state. Uh, my school had a lot of out of state students, particularly in the dorms. So... Um, I was the one who was like, hey, everything comes out at 10 o'clock here because it comes out midnight Eastern. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to go to GameStop. We don't have to get in Eric's terrible, terrible van. We can just <laughs> wait here and launch the games. And so we were all sitting in the common room and mashing A to see if we could get in. Uh, I had just finished Kung Fu Panda 3 on Netflix. I don't know why I remember that, but I do. That is a really odd detail for so many reasons. <laughs> Well, because it was such a specific night that you have memory of all of those details. That's true. And we were all laying, and some of us had sun, some of us had moon, and we were like watching it like, wow, the, the day-night cycle, that's actually really cool, because it meant our route encounters were different. And Eric's like, I'm going to go to GameStop, I'll be back. And it took him like two and a half hours. By the time he was back, we were all like at the first trial. Uh, <laughs> uh, who am I kidding? It's Sun and Moon. We were finishing up at the trainer school. Oh my gosh, though, right? Oh my god, the worst. The worst. The worst tutorial zone. I love those games. I actually really like how they open, even on replays. It just takes some time to get it. Through just it just takes so long. S but slow isn't bad. Uh, anyway, we get through it. I'm. Those are my favorite games, and so many of my favorite Pokemon came out in that generation. My favorite of all time is Minior. Oh, your favorite Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, the Gachapon Mon, but I loved pretty much all of the Ultra Beasts. I didn't know how I'd feel about them beforehand, and I still don't like Celesteela that much. Uh, but all of them had, like, wonky stats and extreme designs, and I am a sucker for anything that's just really out there. 
Uh, I love Alolan Executor. Uh, I really like um, Drake Azult. Like these really wonky designs. And Gen 7 was when I felt that they really started leaning into that as heavily. I think my favorite Pokemon up until that point had been like Zangoose for a while. When I was really little, it was Pseudo-Wudo. And I can't explain why. He's just a funny little dude. Okay, Pseudo-Wudo looks cool though. I like Pseudo-Wudo. <laughs> it's got a cool gimmick. Yeah, he's he's a cool dude. He's he's very much a Pokemon of his time and could use an evolution. I think he could. It'd be great. He really could. Oh, he did get to be in... He got a pretty big role in Scarlet and Violet. He might also get, like, the... I could see it getting him getting, like, the Farigaraph treatment one day, but it would hurt my soul a little bit. DLC pseudo-hoodoo of evolution I would feel good about, honestly. It's already in the decks. Just let it also evolve. It won't happen, but it's okay. It won't, but it's cool, but it could. Anyway, um, and so that's when I found Puckle. That's when I started getting involved in this. I actually met my now boyfriend in a <laughs> Pokemon Discord, hilariously enough. Not this, not Puckles. Um, there was this channel called uh, The Dex. I remember The Dex. And we met in that Discord, and many, many years later we started going out, but that was where we met. Um, so Pokemon's always been, like, this part of my life where an inordinate amount of brain space is devoted to it. Like, the reason I listened to Topokal was not because of the news. It was, I got in because of Game Corner, but mostly it was the trivia segment. There were many weeks, if there wasn't a trailer, I would listen to who the co-hosts were, and if certain hosts who are no longer affiliated with the podcast were on, I'd go, great, I don't care about what they have to say. I'd listen to the trivia, and then I would turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair <laughs> not me or thatch no 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 i said that we're with the show anymore so just emphasizing if if i was on the show i don't think he'd listen to that many of them right <laughs> i'm on a lot of them i'm on i'm on most shows i think i'm on most like, of them in fact i think i'm on something close to 90 percent a year yeah um nowadays because i i'm being better about letting other people do the thing right I, I mostly need it. It's going to happen again very soon because I'm going to be on the West Coast. So I won't be able to do this show in a couple of weeks. Where are you going to be? Uh, in the San Juan Islands. Oh, okay. Never mind. I thought you might be going to the, the regional in Portland. I'm like, the three of us should get dinner at least. No. That happened already. <laughs> no, no. If I I think Portland regionals already happened. Yeah, it happened already. I th okay, I thought they were early June. Okay. But I, yeah, no, I, either way, like, I'm not doing that grind. Yeah, I'm just going to visit my in-laws because they, they live out, they live out that way. But that's, that's pretty much all I'm doing. <laughs> that's all I'm doing. But yeah, yeah, these are interesting. I appreciate you guys sharing your stories. This is a, this is a good way for other people to know your stories. And maybe I, I look forward to them sending us their emails, telling us their Pokemon journey. Mm. Oh, that'll be good. And seeing what they have. I know, I know we still have a couple from last, we still have a couple from last time that, uh, we'll dip into occasionally. Uh, but they're very, very good. I really enjoy listening in to yours and everybody else's just to see where everybody's coming from. But yes, uh, all right. That is going to be it for our topic today, guys. We are going to kick it on over then to our Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> Welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 941. Kilowattrel, the frigate bird Pokemon. It's Violet Dex entry says it uses its throat sack to store electricity 
generated by its wings. There's hardly any oil in its feathers, so it's a poor swimmer. Why it's that- a seabird! <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know! That's just the deck entry. <laughs> uh, Kilowattril's really cool, though, because it's, uh, one, it's a regional bird that didn't become normal flying. So, right mm. out the gate, interesting. Uh, <laughs> Really interesting. Corviknight was cool because it wasn't normal flying. Talonflame was cool because it wasn't normal flying. Toucanon tried to have a weird nose. Did not work. Um, but yeah, Kilowattril, very cool. Uh, Electric Flying is also a really interesting type to give to a Pokemon. I mean, like outside of Zapdos and Amolga, right? We don't have any others. Well, and yeah, because Electric Rotom Fan, only, yeah, which like- nobody cares about, but. No, but it's a great type because you lose the only weakness to electricity. Exactly. It's like a free electric type. So you just get a bunch of resistances for free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's great. Yeah. I mean, you get, yeah, you get a bunch of cool resistances. So, um, we have, uh, pretty mediocre stats. Uh, HP and attack of 70, defense of 60, special defense of 60, 105 special attack, pretty okay. Um, and then we've also got 125 speed. Pretty good, pretty fast, as you would expect from electric type. Uh, on top of that, it's got two cool. Uh, it's got well, it's got a lot of cool abilities. Uh, one is competitive as its hidden ability, which when it gets intimidated or it has a stat drop of some sort, it actually gets a special attack boost, which is really cool. Two, uh, two. That's right. Um, and then you've got Volt Absorb, so it's immune to electric type attacks if it has that. And then you've got a new one called Wind Power, which is actually kind of cute. Um, so uh, if it if you're using it in say in doubles, um, it is uh, if you use Tailwind um, or any kind of move hits it, um, it actually becomes charged. The effect of char- the charge move, um, and it boosts the power of the next electric type move that it uses, essentially, which is really cool. Um, both of those are very like all of those are very cool and useful abilities, mm-hmm. especially in VGC. Yeah, they are. Yes, teams run. Yeah, teams are built around it. It yeah. picks up uh, not only the boost from Tailwind, but it be- it gains an Im- uh, it gains an immunity. Oh, it- this doesn't give it an immunity, but it also triggers off the relevant moves of Heat Wave and Icy Wind. Yeah, Icy Wind's very common in VGC. Oh, exactly, yeah. Yeah. and Heat Wave will probably come back once Zapdos comes back uh, when Home is released, and we let those Pokemon into uh, the VGC scene. Mm-hmm. And then this also has uh, interesting, which will be relevant as soon as home drops. It also gives you that boost off of Springtide, Wild Bolt, Bleak Wind, and uh, Sandseer Storms. All of the genie signature moves. Ooh, interesting, yeah. But yeah, we've got a team today around Kilowattril. It is a UU team, once again, because the last time we did a UU, it was very, very fun. Uh I actually really enjoyed it. This is another UU sample team. We get a lot of cool Pokemon in it. I'm very excited to go through it. Um, we've obviously got Kilowattril on the team. It's carrying heavy-duty boots because it's a flying type and Stealth Rock exists. Um, it's got the competitive ability because in singles, uh, either your wind power doesn't make sense. Volt Absorb is probably the weakest of the three abilities, and there's not a lot of Electro-type moves you're trying to absorb a lot that you can't do with like a ground-type, So that we've, which we do have on the team. Um, it's Terra type is electric. Uh, we're just max special attack, max speed with a dash of special defense because why not put the four somewhere? Timid nature because we're gonna go fast, and we're running hurricane because it's the best special 
flying type move, even though it's got 70 accuracy, but so does focus blast. Um, and, uh, 30% of the time you always confuse your opponent. Thunderbolt, which is a very good electric type stab. U-turn just so you can pivot. Uh, unfortunately I don't think it gets volt switch. Does it get volt switch? Or did I, am, are we just doing this so we can't, I don't think it actually gets volt switch. Uh, no, it does. It does. It gets um, if I level up. Yeah, <laughs> Um, you, but you probably, yeah, but you can be blocked out of the volt switch. Yeah. You don't want to get locked out. You don't want to get locked out of the volt switch. Uh, Mm -hmm. so you just run U-turn to get around that and then roost. So you can heal up. Additionally, this is a double birds team. Uh, we not only have one cool dual type bird from a generation. We also have another in talon flame, uh, also holding heavy duty boots because you are a talon flame. And I don't know what else you would hold. Uh, the ability is Flame Body. Uh, Terra Ghost is the type. And that's probably to get around... Uh, oh my gosh, I had it in my head and I lost it already. But it, it's good defensively. Um, additionally, you have uh, 248 HP or a bulkier Talonflame because Talonflame's attack stat, as Seth Bilo will always tell me, is only 80. Um, 8 attack because mm-hmm. uh, we're hitting HP numbers and then 252 speed to go fast. We're also jolly because we're going to go fast. The idea is that we're just here to taunt, prevent setup, prevent any kind of, uh, you know, things from occurring, letting your opponent get any status moves off. Uh, Brave Bird, because you're a Talonflame. Roost, and then Willowist, so you can cripple. It's more of a support Talonflame than an, an attacker. It also is running Flame Body instead of Gale Wings. But to be fair, Gale Wings is kind of awful now, post-Gen 6. Mm. Uh, Talonflame is no longer the menace it once was. Who wants the snails? I want to do the snails, because I think it's cool that this is double bird, double snails. It is uh, double bird, double snails. I love that. Yeah, yeah, go Other for things. it. Yeah. Uh, so we're starting with Wo Qian, uh, the quartet from this new generation, and it's running leftovers because this thing is thick. Uh, it is. Obviously, it only has the one ability, uh, and we're giving it Terra-type Ghost as well. Uh, it's just a really good defensive type. Yeah. Uh, immune to extreme speed, which is always convenient. Um sassy nature because we're slow and we're thick and then full investment in special defense and hp and then the remaining four just into attack oh my god uh this thing has knockoff leech seed and protect and giga drain oh what a wall uh love it and then we're complementing that with gastrodon um the original thick snail um which has a calm nature and sticky hold is its ability. And it's covering, it's got the covert cloak. And that's the one that prevents secondary effects, I believe. Hmm. Uh, right? Yeah. 252 HP, 84 defense and 172 special defense. And this thing is a spikes setter. Uh, so we have spikes and recover and then sledge bomb and earth power. Nice. I've got the last two here. Uh, first, we've got Heavy Duty Boots, wherein Colossal, the Train of Pain, and Fire Flame Body is its ability and its name. With a Terra Type of Water, you can, uh, the interesting thing is with a Terra Type of Water, you could run this with a Steam Engine and always pick up a boost, because you'd always resist it, but it doesn't do that. It's got Flame Body. Either way, <laughs> flare, uh, Choices! Hey! <laughs> water is still the, uh, type with... Yeah, you know, not the fewest weaknesses, but yeah, you know, it's a good Quite one. Few. Yeah. Uh, Power Jam, Rapid Spin, Stealth Rock, and Flame Thrower are all of its relevant attacks. Uh, rapid Spin with the boots means this thing can come in and clear up any hazards. Stealth Rocks to set your own. Power Jam, 
Flamethrower. Flamethrower? It's not really here to attack, but, you know, might as well have something to fill out the slots. It doesn't exactly have a wide support move pool. Its attack and special attack are the same stat, I think, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. So you can go special. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm just saying it doesn't have a lot to do. Uh, it doesn't have a deep support move pool, so it's got just stabs here. Spin in your rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Love that. Uh, we've also, for the last Pokemon, got one of my favorite little goofballs in Eye, holding a black sludge poison touch as its ability. 252 attack, 4 special defense, and 252 speed with a jelly nature. Knock off as uh, one move, gunk shot, U-turn, and switcheroo. It's fast. It hits something approximating hard, and those moves should help you uh, either deal some damage or with switcheroo. Uh, stick something unfortunate with a black sludge and then watch it slowly kill itself. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this looks like fun. You got your spikes, you got that switcheroo, you got the stealth rock rapid spin. This looks like a fun team. Mm-hmm. This is a fun team. Uh, UU is uh, consistently post gen 6 been like one of the most fun tiers. Agree. So I, I, I think it's just because it's like where everything that wasn't, uh, wasn't good or was good in the previous generation that we all know how to use, is now. So I, I'm always very excited to use uh, UU, and it's just it's just got fun stuff in it. All right, well, if you want this team and you're a patron, I'm going to try to get it up uh, before I leave for the weekend. We'll see how that works out. Um, and, uh, yeah, so without further ado, though, guys, uh, we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! For the mailbag, sending your emails. Welcome to the mailbag. Our mailbag is the part of the show where you can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We typically have a mailbag question for you. Last week, we asked you what your top five and bottom five uh, fighting types were. So we're going to jump into that here in a moment. But of course, this segment is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. <sighs> That's the energy. Yeah. As always, we'll give the Green Taurus badge to anybody we deem worthy. But our first email today is going to come to us from Aussie Crocodile, and I'm going to let you go for it, uh, Sublime. Good eye, Puckle Crew. And that is the end of my Australian accent. Let me attest to the fact that I cannot do Australian accents. <laughs> I hate doing Australian accents. And I can't keep it going. It always turns British within like 10 seconds. I can actually pull this off, but I won't on the show, mostly because it's late and I don't want to deal with it. But yeah, that's fine. We, we said goodbye, and that's enough. I did one in like my D&D campaign a couple weeks ago, and my group really enjoyed it. Um, but one of them kept trying to like mirror the accent off of me and would do exactly how you described it, Sublime, where they would just go British. Yeah. And then it just becomes it just becomes something that doesn't exist in the world. It's not right. It's not right, and it's not okay. <laughs> I relate. He kept doing it. I'm like, why are you doing it? Your character doesn't have an Australian accent. What is wrong with you? He wants to. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I aspire to be good at doing an Australian accent for an extended period of time. But I, I can can't. do that in Canadian. Fighting types, let's go. I First off, I could do Canadian, but anyway. <laughs> first off, I want to start this email stating I'm an honorable man and a caring father who would move mountains for my children. About 99.9% of the time. <laughs> uh, good for you? That'd be more than if I were a father. 
Um, Urshifu, God's gift to Pokemon. When I received my Kung Fu, I have to admit I hated it. I hate Pokemon with a weak leg and foot game. Don't ask me why, it just bothers me. But boy oh boy did I get excited when it evolved. I went with the single strike form and I just fell in love straight away. Then I realized there was another form I need to get my hands on. This is the part I'm not part of, proud of. So one night, once my son who was five at the time had gone to bed, I grabbed his switch jumped into Isle of Armor, I quickly ran through the story to secure the Rapid Strike version for myself, and traded it over to my console. It was just as glorious as its other form, and I had them all to myself. <laughs> I am a bad person. I am a bad person. I am a bad per- You know what? Let me just tell you right now. Who paid for that copy of the Nintendo Switch? I'm just saying. I'm willing to bet it was not your child. So I don't think you should feel that bad. Cold. <laughs> I don't think you should feel bad at all. You know what? Just, it's fine. It's fine. Naturally, after about five minutes, I committed this Team Rocket-like crime. I quickly transferred it back, along with a Mewtwo I had caught. Yeah, just trade it for something else. He won't be happy. I had caught the Max Raid Dens that he was eyeing off earlier that week, and because I usually play through his story for him, he was none the wiser as to make me feel even more like a... Uh, Drongo, he called me the best dad ever for catching him at Urshifu. I know, I know, I'm a bad person! (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, you're gonna have a great story for when he's an adult, assuming he's still into Pokemon. So I think you made a memorable life moment. Yes. Uh, now I have confessed my sins. Here are my top five and bottom five (laughs) fighting types. So his top five are both forms of Urshifu, sharing a spot, Ha-Lucha, Hisuian Decidui, because, again... It has a strong foot game. Uh, Mien Shao and Surfetched. And then his bottom five are Cub Fu, Passimian, Tyrogue, Hitmonchan, and Throw Slash Sock. And you know, he makes a good point. There's a lot of uninspired uh, fighting types. I don't think Hitmonchan and Tyrogue deserve that slander, but that's okay. I concur. I concur. But like, there's a lot of, yeah. You guys tried to put Lucario on the bottom five. I have nothing but contempt for that list. No, no, no. We, we, we did not. Claude tried to. Claude tried to. Now, my question to you and the other hosts, have you committed a Pokemon crime or done something you're not proud of? And I'm not talking about beating on kids in a game. I do that every chance I get. I also don't feel any guilt about that. Uh. Yeah. How how else are they going to learn? Yeah, exactly. Gotta show them who's top dog and teach them those life lessons. Also, my favorite taco is the salmon seaweed taco served at our local sushi joint. Cheers, the Aussie crocodile. Have I committed any sins? I have not done any sins. I don't think so. Not like that. No, definitely not. I don't think so. But I commend you for it. I've done vigilante justice where I've like, I don't even think that's the right term, but I have like physically wrenched uh, a console out of my cousin's hand because he didn't recognize something was shiny. (laughs) That was just due diligence. You were doing him a favor. He'll be glad. He'll be glad that you did that. Yeah. That's doing him a favor. That was the reaction. <laughs> Gratitude. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got another email from Car Eternal. Well met, Puckle Crew. It's once again Car. How fitting that today's topic was the fighting type, because I'm ready to throw hands. First, you <laughs> insult my cuddly boy Quilladin, and now this. No, you deserve it. <laughs> Simply put, if you mess with the boar, prepare to get gored. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how Quilladin's gonna do it with his little hands, though. Yeah, how right? you gonna catch hands? He can't throw them. <laughs> I, I feel n- that's right. It's time to defend my lovely hunk of bacon, Pig Knight. It's not deserving of a spot in the bottom five of fighting types, but it is though. Um, 
In fact, I dare say it is the single best firefighting star- starter that we've gotten. Okay, timeout. You are just demonstrably wrong. Back up. Back up. Now you're just, like, lying. Blaziken exists. Infernape exists. Monferno exists. Uh, okay. Monferno is good because it's because of it being the only decent fire type in Sinnoh. That is just wrong, though. Uh, it is- no. I used a Houndoom. Yeah, Houndoom is actually pretty good in Platinum. Yeah, it's fun. Remove that artificial scar- scarcity and it's no be- better than Combuskin, which is still better than Pig Knight. Uh, uh, speaking of which, Pig Knight is more deserving of his fighting type than Combuskin is. Combuskin gets its fighting type. No! From- <laughs> no! They're both relatively equal, I would say! Combuskin gets its fighting type from cockfighting, but isn't all of Pokemon really cockfighting? We're going too far down this rabbit hole. At this point, why not make all Pokemon fighting type? Is that a slippery slope fallacy? Yes, but your argument is invalid because my pig is wearing an awesome wrestling signet singlet. Embor is trash, though. <laughs> my top five and bottom five would look like... Uh, top, Breloom, best Pokemon ever designed. Don't at me. I don't disagree. We just put it in grass type instead. Uh, Halucha. Yeah, Halucha uh, is pretty good. Uh. Graplocked. I have a student obsessed with this, ju- with this jiu-jitsu. Uh, Hariyama. Annihilate. this list? <laughs> this is interesting. I see some tops that a lot of people put in the bottom. Yeah, uh, I don't disagree with a lot of it. I'm just impressed. Bottom, Crabominable. Few Pokemon make me as irrationally angry as this ugly thing. Uh, Sneasler, the other Pokemon that is so ugly it infuriates me. Back up, get out, nope, nope, leave, done, we're over, it's over. Trash taste, sorry, JK, but not really. Paldean Tauros. Uh, Hisuian Lilligant. We don't need any more grass fighting, dear god. What, there's two. This from the guy to, no. Like, Wait, this is from the guy who said Pig Knight was top tier. And then he just put Breloom in the top? No. Like, you can't be, like. And, and then he's just like, and then he's just like, Lilligant's bad. Hisuian Lilligant's bad. Lilligant's great! I mean, I, I like it more than normal Lilligant, but I mean, it's not a high bar, but it does clear it. Exactly. Uh, and then Embor, but not Pig Knight. Uh, sincerely, Car Eternal. <laughs> Bonus question, I have a real authentic Mexican restaurant nearby, and while it may sound disgusting, the cow tongue taco is surprisingly good. Actually, this is true, I've had this. Lingua's fine if it's cooked well, it's just when it's not, it's awful. Lingua, eh, it's chewy. Yeah, I expected it to be chewy, but it's actually not, so tongue tacos for me, please. Um, all right. Oh, because Ca- Claude and I talked about the last time we got tacos together, that's what happened. Um... All right, so our last email today is going to be from Chief Pancake, and Linian, I believe you have this one. I do. Uh, what it do, Puckle Crew? Wanted to email you guys to share my favorite and least favorite fighting type. Can I just say reading the emails on this has been an entirely different experience? Right? These are always... <laughs> These are always my absolute favorite episodes. Like that, I also have had an irrational love of Primeape, and Annihilate is no different. I was so hyped when I first saw Annihilate leaked. Fighting Ghost is one of the coolest type combinations, in my opinion, and I love its design and name. Another top favorite fighting type of mine is also my favorite fire type, Infernape. You just like monkeys. It was my first starter in Gen 4, and sits among my top 10 Pokemon of all time. And while, Cario, while Lucario is super overdone and overmarketed, I still can't help but love it too. As for my least favorite fighting types, my mind usually goes to the ones who are the most humanoid. You just put Lucario and Infernape in there. I'm sorry. I need to break for a minute. Just say that. I mean, all of the ape Pokemon, like, how close are we to apes? Like, they're very human. All of these have been humanoid. He says, especially if they're also wearing clothing, Lucario's got pants, Annihilate's got gloves. 
Yeah. I'm sorry, but th- that I'm going to object to. You're not wrong, though. You're not wrong. Though, Ever right? since Gen 1 with Pokemon like Hitmonchan, I've not been a fan of human-like Pokemon, especially with gloves, but I've never loved its design. Hitmonchan looks even worse with a terrible 3 model. Also not a big fan of Pokemon's Burt and Ernie, so you'll see them in my bottom list below. Top 5, Annihilate, Infernape, Breloom, Gallade, and Mega Gallade. Bottom 5, Throw and Sock, Hitmonchan, Palmo, Crabominable, Graplocked. Honorable mentions, Buzzwool and Heracross. I actually don't object with that as much as possible, but your reasoning does not compute. <laughs> but the results got there. The only one that's not humanoid in that top five is Breloom, and even then that's arguable. Well, it's fighting type. It's They're gonna bias towards humanoid shapes. That's true. That's a good point. It's a lot of punches and kicks. Except for Crabominable, okay? Crabominable's cool. It's got fists. That's human-ish. I, I would... I don't know. My favorites, uh, very much, a lot of them are, are what's been listed. I love Buzzwool. He's just so goofy. Lucario's great. Breloom's good. Oh, Faramosa is that girl. I don't know if I'd put Slitherwing in. And Sneasler is that Sneasler. Because Sw- Slitherwing doesn't feel like a fighting type. No, But right? it is one, it and don't. I really like it. So I don't know. Take what you will. All right, but that is our email this week. Uh, mailbag, do we want to give it to anybody? Or the Green Taurus badge? I thought Crocodile deserves it for that amazing story of what he did to his son. <laughs> he already has it. Give it again. No, I'm kidding. That's no point. Yeah, okay, he can have it again. I don't care. That's fine. Um, no, no, if someone doesn't have it, they were all good emails. They were all good emails. No, what we're going to do is we're going to take the other one away, trade it off to get the dex entry, and then trade it back to him as well as a Mewtwo. <laughs> that that works That's for me. Good. That works for That's me. That's good. Parenting. It's hard, so good for you. Uh but yeah, if you would like to email us again next week, you can. Um uh, our question is once again going to be what is your Pokemon journey? And we'd love to hear it. Um we're gonna add it. Uh website is almost is in progress. Uh Tia has bugged me to help out with the website and they are definitely helping me out uh, significantly in trying to remember to do things, uh, which is honestly the biggest hurdle in my life. Uh, so I do appreciate that. And hopefully we will have a website by July when we have to take the Puckle Plus off the air. Yay! Or off the feed. So, uh, yes. Other than that, if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, the best way to do so is come to our Discord at Discord.com or PuckleDiscord.com. Wow. I am. It is 1130. And of course, you can always go ahead and follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Additionally, you can always catch us uh, on stream. I should be back to it uh, once all of these trips are done <laughs> over at uh, youtube.com slash pucklepodcast. Then we might go back to Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. Uh, lastly, um, if you want to uh, help support the show, you can do so in a couple of ways. First is you can go to Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. Uh, another way you can do so is go over to our uh is go over to oh my gosh uh our troll and toad uh where you can use code at pucklepod5 for a five percent discount and of course anytime you use that code it helps support the show as well and with paldea evolve coming out next week they actually have decent prices on sealed products so if you're interested in getting a box you can go get it over there yeah that's it i have been trainer thatch i was going last i'm not used to going second uh, i continue to be sublime and i'm linian <laughs> And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.